103.5 WIMZ, Knoxville's Classic Rock. There's the Eagles. I am Billy Kidd. Wow. Chatting with my buddy <coughs> Trevor Bain in studio with me right now. You may not remember, but I talked to you a long time ago over at Civic Coliseum when uh, Food City Race Night was going on, and you were uh, quite a young man then. How old a guy are you now? I am 27 now, so I was probably five or six then. I don't know how Good long ago it was. But you were a pup. I know it. It's been a while. We were talking about the talking about our trades. He was asking how we do all this radio stuff. And I said, well, I want to talk to you about racing, man, because racing is so much more fun. Of course, it is Bristol week now. Are you excited about it? Well, everybody's got their sweet spot. You know, that's why they don't put me in charge of picking music. You'd lose a lot of listeners. But uh, well, maybe not. driving a race car, I know a thing or two about. So I do get excited for Bristol. It's the home hometown crowd, home track. And honestly, it's the coolest racetrack we go to all year. And I think if you pulled... 40 drivers, 30 of them would tell you it's their favorite racetrack just because of how unique, how cool that place is. But what a tough place to run, man. Well, you were telling me about your laps at that racetrack. I did a little fast track driving school there and only 20 laps. I couldn't wait to get out of the car. I, I can, After that and seeing when you guys go around it. All right, so if you race a weekend, you got 300 on Saturday, well, this week and Friday, and you got 500 on Sunday. So that's 800 times around that half-mile track, not counting qualifying and practice and everything else you do. So you're putting in about 1,000 laps around there maybe, around that half-mile track, and it's crazy for me, 20 laps, I want it out. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. Well, Bristol's, in your defense, that's one of the most physical racetracks we go to, the high banks, the short straightaways, the G-forces you pull there. It's physical, and that's what I love about it. You know, you get to the end of the race, lap 450 of 500, and you look at the guy in front of you, and you can kind of tell his tongue's hanging out. He starts missing his line a little bit. You can go up and put pressure on him, make him make a mistake. Uh, that's what one of the coolest things about Bristol. Talking with Daytona 500 champion Trevor Bain in studio with me right now. And uh, dude, so what's your workout regimen and your uh, diet program? I'm sure you've got a pretty – do you work out hard? Well, I, you know, I ran the hill here coming up and down to Sharps Ridge before I came in to see – no, I didn't really do that today. But uh, I do work out pretty hard. I've got a great trainer. If you've ever watched Supercross, his name is Alden Baker. And basically anybody that's won a Supercross championship, he's their trainer. Right. And so I hired him a couple years ago. Um, not knowing how hard it would be, but it's a seven day a week program. So I don't get an off day in my training seven days a week on nutrition. And his mentality is race day should be your easy day. So we train harder than that. Uh, I moved out here to East Tennessee, moved back home from Charlotte and there's a lot more hills here, which I really like on my road bike. That's kind of the, the thing that I choose to do a lot, do some mountain biking, which you guys have some trails right outside the, your window here. Yep. Um, so mountain biking, road biking, running, um, and then a lot of strength stuff to make sure I stay in shape for it. My goodness. Now, you said you bought a, uh, you and your wife and your family. You've got property out at uh, House Mountain, out in Blaine, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be. Uh, we, we just wanted our. You looked at to... me like I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I have people come knock on my door now, but it's no, no, fine. No. You know? <laughs> well, the only reason I brought that up is because that I asked you if you had that big tall tower out there next to House Mountain. That's right. That's WIMZ. Yeah, that's tallest man made structure. Well, I love hiking. I love hiking House Mountain. I've seen your tower out there. Yeah, and climb that uh... tower sometime. <laughs> it doesn't uh, have an elevator. We might need a light changed in if you don't mind. Just I'll strap pass on, on and go. that one. But, uh... <laughs> No, we moved back home. We just wanted our kids to be able to run around on land and have fun, so we're going to build out there one day. But um, we just love being back in Knoxville, to be honest. How old are your children now? Two and one. Oh, you got your hands full. We do. Our little boy is one, and he's like a wrecking ball. His mission is how loud and how big of a mess can I make and be today. So that's his goal in life. Are you going to want them to race? If he wants to, I'll probably let him, but uh, we may try to hand him some golf clubs or something like that first. Yep, that might be a little more longevity in that than racing, right? That's right. 
So hanging out with Rusty Wallace this weekend. You've been running around with him. You're going to be over at Kubota of Knoxville here in just a bit. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, I guess uh, Rusty has some event going on at one of his dealerships today, so right. maybe we need a little competition see who uh, gets some more fans to show up. I don't know. He might have me covered, but uh, we'll be at Kubota Knoxville. I'm going from 4.30 to 6 today and signing autographs and taking pictures. And uh, Ron Jr., that owns Kubota of Knoxville, asked if I bring my Daytona 500 trophy so fans can see that. So it'll be out there. Uh, you can come by and check it out. So you have it with you? I'm going to bring it with me. Here? Is it here now? Uh, it's not here now. It'll be at uh, Kubota of Knoxville there Dang later it. on at Clinton Highway. So come on. Come oh, hang out. <laughs> well, I got a little radio show I got to do That's here, all right. Trevor. We'll let it slide. But I appreciate that. Well, good luck to you at Bristol this weekend. Uh, what's your favorite track and least favorite track? Bristol is definitely my favorite. That's uh, everybody's, right? It is. Well, if you got a good car, Most you know, that kind of helps. If you've got a bad car at Bristol, it's a long day. Uh, least favorite track. Well, that's... Uh, Okay. Right now, I'm going to say Loudon, New Hampshire, and right. it didn't used to be. I love short track racing, love that racetrack, but man, our cars have really struggled there, and that makes for a really long day when you got a bad car on a short track. You like the new point system? You like the segments? I think it's good. You know, it mixes it up. Uh, you know, used to when NASCAR started, the reason it was 500 miles was because cars couldn't make it that far. Part of the race was who's going to actually make it 500 miles in their fitness or in the car falling apart and things like that. Now, it's kind of unheard of for something to happen, except for my car last weekend when we lost an engine with five laps to go, uh, running pretty good. But, um, you know, every now and then there'll be things like that. But used to, it was about getting to the finish. Now it's about, you know, how are you going to play out the race? And I think those stages added some intensity to the middle parts of the race where fans, you know, may take their Sunday naps. Now they might want to wake up a little bit and watch. I agree with you, man. I agree with you, and I like it. And it's according to who you talk to because you've got both sides of the fence. Some people like it, some people don't. But I like it, too, because it adds to the, you know, especially in a long race, like a 500-mile race, which is taking three, maybe four hours, according to cautions, you know, it gets to be long. So you're you're waiting. Everybody's waiting for the end. What's going to happen at the end? <laughs> that's right. You know, people DVR it and go and run through it all and get to the last 30 laps and watch that, you know. which That's no fun for me. I want to watch the whole thing. But nonetheless, yeah, I think the stage racing is, is good. I'm glad you like that, too, and, and I think most of the drivers do. All right, so this big three they've been talking about, Truex, Harvick, and Kyle Busch, who do you like less of those three guys? <laughs> nah, you, you don't have to go answer that, that route, huh? No, you don't uh, have to answer Man, that. they're so fast. It's, uh, we already know it's Kyle Busch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. You got to come. No, those guys, man, they're fast right now, and their cars are just so good every weekend. They've got them dialed in. I remember days like that in my racing career where you almost couldn't go wrong. Your car was just fast every weekend when you showed up. And, uh, you know, watching Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers, what they've been able to do this season, watching Kyle Busch and and watching Martin Truex Jr. I mean, Martin's been fast for three or four years now with the 78 team. But uh, the unexpected one for me was Kevin Harvick. Uh, Ford doesn't have their latest body on track. They don't have their latest engine on track yet. Uh, So it was kind of before season. It's like, man, Toyota Chevrolet, they have their new bodies coming out. They got their new engines coming out. We're going to have to wait until 2019 before Fords really start to dominate. And uh, Harvick and and the Stuart Haas group have shown that these bodies and engines are fast as is. So uh, we announced the 2019 Mustang last week for the Cup Series. It turned out pretty good. Tony Stewart drove it through the curtain, and we all walked out. Um, So I really look forward to seeing what Fords can do next season. 
That's I, I really, really like seeing that. I like seeing the, the Mustang and the Camaro out there competing. Back, it brings you back to the old days. Of course, Xfinity's been doing that for, what, since 2011, right? Yeah, that's right. I've had the, uh, I've had the Camaro and the, and the uh, Mustang out there. But just to see those cars, it goes back to the old adage of uh, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. That's right. That's, and that's right. kind of what the sport was. And back in the day, they were really pretty much stock cars. I mean, they t- took the glass out of them, put roll cages in them, <laughs> welded the doors shut, and said, let's go. Those right? guys were crazy, man. They, uh, <laughs> they got in no helmets they were just ripping around there you know driving for the wood brothers i've seen so many of the old pictures they used to race convertibles so uh they were really wild but didn't care uh, it's it's cool and you know the consumers for cars are changing uh you know ford announced their stuff with their suvs and trucks and then just the mustang and taking away a lot of their car uh lineup and so switching to the mustang i think helps them in that you know keeping their performance line going and i don't know if you've got a chance to see the new ford gt but that thing is incredible uh there were a couple at uh michigan last weekend kurt bush had his and some of the ford guys had theirs and i'm like man i have uh there's not been a car that, that was that expensive that ever made me want it but i'm like that thing is sweet Dude, if I had the money, I would be all <laughs> about that. I mean, the, you know, they're pushing a thousand horsepower in a lot of these cars. You know, you got the uh, Mopars coming out with the Demon and uh, Hellcat, and you got these uh, supercharged cars and these. Uh, it's just crazy that are doing uh, zero to sixty in under three seconds that you can buy. I know it's I mean, crazy. A car, you can go over to a Chevy dealer and buy a car that will do zero to sixty in two point nine seconds. It's crazy out of the box. <laughs> It is crazy. Uh, well, uh, congratulations again to you on your win with the Wood Brothers number 21, a single-car team, that, and you won the Daytona 500, one of your first races, and I'll never forget it. I was watching it live, and you go, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed <laughs> to be winning this? And everybody's like, go, dude, put the hammer down, get it. It was wild. That one was surreal, and I think the more I race, the more I appreciate it. You know, when you're a young kid, just turned 20, and oh, first Daytona you- 500, you win, and you're like, oh, well, this is how it's going to be, huh? So the the more you race, you realize how tough it is, and everything has to go right, and it just makes you appreciate it more. Yep, and you got to you got to dial in for a different track every week, and different cars that you have to drive, and and everything. That, uh, man, you guys put in so much time, and I know you're putting in a whole lot of time this weekend because this being your home track, uh, you've got so many more things that you've got going. But Trevor Bain with me, in case you didn't know, and I'm sure you probably did. He's going to be racing at Bristol this weekend. Good luck to you, brother. Thank you. Y'all come check us out. We're going to be at Kubota Knoxville today at four thirty. And then tomorrow up in Bristol, they're having Food City Race Night at 3 o'clock. So I'll be there signing autographs. And then come check out the race, man. It's going to be a fun one. I love the night race at Bristol. It's one of the coolest ones of the year. Right. Three nights of racing at Bristol Motor Speedway. You can go to bristolmotorspeedway.com, obviously, for ticket information and more. Go number six, Trevor Bain. You demand. Thanks, brother. Your local Ram.